The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on the program, the night I reserve to answer all of your questions regarding sex, love, relationships, or anything else you would like to discuss here uh, tonight regarding your uh, mental well, your mental health, your your well being. Uh, you can text me at five one four eight hundred. Of course, you know you can always call in at five one four seven nine zero zero eight hundred. And people like to send me their uh, their e- by email their questions, and that's fine too. Lori at drlori.com. Just don't do it during the show. Like if you want me to answer your question tonight, I don't have time to be checking my emails uh, during the show or generally I don't. So uh, send them to me by text or just make sure you tune in at the beginning of every show where I do answer questions that have come in uh, via email from from that day or or the days uh, leading up to. Okay. So 514-800. So what a texter wants to know, and I'm sorry I wasn't here yesterday. You might have noticed it was a, a repeat performance. So I apologize, just needed one day off. Um, but there was, I left something hanging from Friday night, which was the, uh, we had a little contest, not that you're going to win anything, but nonetheless, uh, to come up with a good term for female uh, masturbation. And we talked about this because there's... Uh, so many terms for men, but so few for women. And we had so many people write in with, uh, with some of their ideas. Now I picked my favorites. I don't know what your favorites are, but these are mine. The, my top one was, and this was from a caller, the nub rub. I like that one, the nub rub. And then somebody texted in grinding the goddess or pleasing the goddess. I like the idea of the uh, female parts being referred to as the goddess. So those would be my, um, my top two, but we had so many must have had at least 50 different ones. Uh, somebody writes in mental health, mental health. The world is going crazy. Exactly. Uh, and amidst all the craziness, it is affecting all of us to some degree. And if you want to talk about it, then uh, you can share your thoughts here. You know that this is a community and we've worked really hard to get uh, all of you as part of, uh, to feel like part of this community. Many people have been uh, faithful listeners for eons. I mean, we've been on the air for over 20 years, almost like 21 years we've been on the air. So when we have formed a community throughout all of this and people find it very helpful when, uh, you know, it's not just me answering a question, but I get emails saying, ask your listeners this, tell, you know, I want to get their feedback. And, And so it's not just about me, but it's all of you. So we all come together to do this and, and we help one another as well. And during these times, more than anything, it's, it's really important that we support one another, that we don't feel alone, that we are able to feel heard. I want you to feel heard here. Uh, I want you to have, be able to have a voice here, uh, as well. So use the show use this space. You can also go on my Facebook page. Uh, there is a post there that I posted not too long ago, uh, leaving room for people to interact with each other as well, if you'd like, because, you know, sometimes this is what, what's, uh, what's wanted or needed, especially in these times when people are reaching out, um, for help. 
Now, when it comes to mental health help, I know a lot of people who uh, are struggling right now um, without jobs, for example, or are in financial difficulties. And so therapy may not seem like much of an option to them, but I want you to know that there there are um, resources out there. And I just got a, uh, an announcement from the Canadian Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, the CAMFT. It is launching an emergency response team. It just launched actually yesterday. They are offering three free couple or family therapy sessions for those who otherwise would not be able to access the services of an expert in um, counseling, uh, family counseling. So uh, if you want to, and if you want to continue past those three sessions, and three sessions is good if you're in a crisis mode, for example, helps you get past that, then they offer a sliding uh, fee scale. Uh, They are focusing uh, right now on frontline workers and their families, but they're also planning on uh, focusing on any any crisis, any family crisis that you might need uh, help with. So I suggest that you um, check out uh, the website C-A-M-F-T dot C-A, C-A-M-F-T dot C-A. The phone number uh, for in in uh, Montreal would be five one four nine four nine five six eight eight or just go to the website c a m f t dot c a. I have a girlfriend who says most males put job before wife or girlfriend. Thoughts? Um, I don't know about that. Uh, well, what do people think here? Do you think most males? Well, first of all, I would think, do women believe this? Do women believe that men put their jobs before their wives or girlfriends? See, I think it's also a question of perspective because if you look at it just from a evolutionary perspective, let's just say, um, men are and have been taught to be the providers, right? It's not that women don't provide, let's be real. In this day and age, usually you've got two income earners in a family. Um, So I don't know if that actually works, but I suppose if you are more of a, if you're more in a a traditional environment or traditional home where you, the the, uh, woman stays home and the husband goes out to work, then it might certainly feel like job takes over right? And, or that the job is important, but then you have to look at the pressures that are on those men who are in those traditional families to hold up the family alone in terms of uh, finances, obviously everything else and the responsibility on, on the spouse who handles most everything else. So, um, you'd have to really, it would be interesting to look at a study on that to see the difference, like ask, Ask couples where women work as much as men as their male counterparts, partners do, and those who are in uh, traditional, um, traditional, more traditional relationships. Some people would say old-fashioned relationships, but not, I mean, there are some still going on like that, right? A texter wants to know, what's the length of a penis that women love the most? That's a, a that is an, an can't answer that question because that is a question of 
uh, of, of choice. That's like me saying, Hey, what is the size of breasts that women, that men like the most? You have men that like uh, much bigger, any breast, smaller, it doesn't matter. It's a question that just cannot be answered like that because it is a, a, a question of personal preference. So, uh, if you look at some of the research done or when women are asked about penis size and how much it matters to them, for the most part, it doesn't really matter unless the person has a very, very small uh, penis, you know, or a very, very large penis that neither of those work, uh, very much for women or, or some women don't care. And for some women it's fine, but otherwise, you know, when you're talking about your average size being, uh, five inches, um, most women will tell you that's just fine by me. Right. And it, and they will say it isn't what the size of it is. It's what the guy does with it. And more importantly, that doesn't make a guy a good lover what he does with his hands, what he does with his mouth. Those are the things that matter far more, uh, to women. If you're just looking at the technical sexual side of things, not to mention the whole emotional and whatever else that, uh, goes along with that. So coming up, I have a couple of, um, follow-ups actually to, uh, uh, situations that we all followed quite attentively because we had emails over the course of many weeks. I'm going to share that with you about our guys, the wife who went off to, uh, Africa and we had, unfortunately a, a tragic story, uh, a tragic follow-up to that, but we'll, we'll talk about that next. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. I answer your questions, but before I do that, I just want to read this uh, this email from Catherine who says, Love your show and your great advice. If you could, would you please announce a very happy birthday to one of my great aunts. She is an amazing woman and person who is, believe it or not, still mobile, living in a senior's residence, and turned a hundred years old yesterday. A hundred years old. God love her. So happy birthday to Jermaine Pratt Clendenning. We all the whole community here, Passion Community wishes you a happy birthday. A uh, couple of texts here. Hi, Dr. Lori. Glad you had a day off. In relationships where the couple isn't that close, for whatever reason, the guy sure can seek undue refuge and fulfillment in his job. So that's a possibility. And in, in certainly if, uh, if there's tension or an unhappy uh, relationship, there may be some fulfillment, more fulfillment in the job. So that's true. Uh, another texter writes, uh, it's not the size of the waves. It's the motion of the ocean. Haven't we heard that? Um, Annie Sprinkle and Christy Canyon, eighties porn stars, uh, my favorite breast size of all time, LOL. And I think Annie has a job now as a sexologist. Not sure. Do you know her? Um, from James, I do know Annie Sprinkle. Well, know her. I've interviewed her absolutely, and she was. It's true. She was a, a porn star turned um, like sex coach and, and got training in uh, in working on on sexual issues and such. So yes, and we have interviewed her here on uh, on the show. 
Why do men love when their wife screams for sex? You mean screams during sex? I think that, interestingly enough, the vocalizations um, are important. And here's the, the study that was done showed that women vocalized prior to orgasm, so not necessarily during orgasm, prior to, for the benefit of their partner. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of their partner because they felt this was arousing for their partner. That was the research that I saw in terms of vocalizations um, during sex. And some people can be very, very quiet too and, and still very uh, enjoying it. And some people happen to be uh, more more vocal. Okay, so remember the guy that had texted in, I don't know how long ago this was, maybe it was a year ago, I'm not sure, maybe less, you might remember, um, that his wife had started an online relationship with some guy, I believe it was Nigeria or someplace like that, a young guy had been sending him money and then, I guess it was last summer, yeah, had gone to uh, visit with him and then he wrote back saying that he, you know, finally is, is uh, they're getting a divorce and such. So he just wrote another, he just wrote me another email and I, m my heart kind of broke for this. Um, I was very sad, although at the end, I'm not sure. Anyway, let me read it to you. You can, you can make up your own mind or see what you can do to, to help this guy. Hello, Dr. Lori. Just wanted to give you an update on my situation. Just when I was getting my life together, I suffered a huge setback. My oldest son committed suicide. My whole life has been turned upside down. My divorce is now on hold. In fact, my ex has been spending more time here instead of her apartment. The atmosphere at home is tense, and because of the COVID, we cannot have a proper funeral and get closure. My question for you and your listeners is between the tragedy, the COVID and the divorce. Oh, it has been exactly one year since I first contacted you. Boy, time flies. I'm so sad for this man. Uh, when and how long do I wait to begin looking or start dating? I have the feeling that I have too much baggage for lack of better term in my life to attract a partner. I really miss the intimacy that you get with someone you love. I am optimistic that my life can get only better from now on, but I can really use some help advice on finding that someone, especially in this COVID crisis. You have a great and intelligent audience. I would love to hear their opinions. I will be listening and taking down notes. First of all, um, my heart breaks for him and uh, having to deal with such a tragedy. No parent should ever, ever, ever experience that. Just the thought makes me want to burst out uh, crying. It's, uh, it's horrible. Uh, first of all, so I'm so sorry for your loss. You, I'm sure, going through absolute hell between uh, COVID and dealing with uh, your divorce, which is pending or what have you, and still living, quasi-living with your uh, your ex-wife, plus, you know, dealing with all of this. So is it, my question is, is it really the time to be looking for a serious relationship? Like, 
I understand, I certainly understand your need for comfort and um, for just someone to lean on and someone who loves you and where you can feel loved. But um, I also think there's some cleaning up that needs to be done here. And I, and I think maybe speaking to a therapist, doing some of this grief work on your own and dealing with all of this stuff, it's not that all of this should pre- you know, prevent you from going forward, but you also want to present your best self and your most together self because the, the risk is falling on somebody, like becoming too dependent on somebody else or even codependent because you're so you know, desperate to feel that love um, that you may want to work on yourself a little bit First, take this opportunity, especially during this pandemic where meeting somebody new and starting a new relationship in real life may not be so, it's not really recommended right now. I mean, you can certainly, I suppose, connect with people online um, if you want to put yourself out there. But to be fair, you're not really divorced yet. You're still, your ex-wife's still living in your home um, are, you know, how available are you really, if you think about that, right? Cause you're not going to lie to somebody about your situation. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, and somebody might feel like you're not completely quite, um, quite there yet. So take this time to maybe find support, like a support network, go online, find, find a groups, online groups, support groups, of parents who have lost children, for example, connect with other people, connect with people in divorce forums, connect, just like start networking where you can get some comfort from, uh, other individuals. That's really where, um, I would go with this right now. If anybody else has any, uh, suggestions, uh, for him, then, uh, I, I would welcome you to, uh, to send them in at 514-800, because after all, he is asking for all of our uh, help here uh, tonight. Another penis size question. Maybe another curious male teen or young adult listening in and wondering, I hope the person can find a nice girl or woman to hang out with and talk and then discuss getting intimate with if they both feel like it. So I think you're talking about, yes, our last um, emailer. It would If you can just find somebody to talk with, that's a very good start. And during these times, that's a perfect place to start. And you can move from texting, like messaging, to phone calls, to video chatting until you develop uh, something. Text writes, this guy first needs a few sessions with you before he can move on. Well, a session with a therapist would, I think, be really uh, really, really helpful. Uh, it's ego gratifying for a guy to hear his woman enjoying being intimate with him. Yes. And women know this, which is why, uh, they vocalize, which is also why, by the way, one of the primary reasons why women say they fake orgasms is, uh, and you know, with the faking of the orgasm comes the moaning and the whatever, right? So, um, and the reason given for doing that is so that it boosts the guy's ego. So you're, you're right on with that. 
Uh, I was wondering if you think there's any reason to continue a relationship with no intimacy from the beginning and has been going on full time for 10 years. I would love your opinion. See, I cannot be the judge of your relationship because I don't know what your arrangement is. I don't know what you both want. If uh, It could very well be that the two of you embarked on this relationship. It's a romantic relationship, but an asexual one, and you're both okay with it, then there's nobody to, nobody should be judging you based on that. If it works for the two of you, the only time it's problematic is if one wants more than the other wants, right? And then how do you uh, navigate that? But I'm assuming if there was no intimacy from the beginning, then this is what your relationship has been about. Maybe you are a couple, maybe you are still romantically involved without necessarily being sexual and that is possible to do I think we talked about this even on on Friday night um so without more information I would not know how to answer you for that except who are we to judge your relationship I'm curious how you judge your relationship and is it is this okay for you because doesn't matter what I think or anybody else, really. If you're okay with it and your partner's okay with it, then then it's okay. That's the way uh, it works. Passion Poet weighs in. Ooh, on, on penis size. Mm, let's see what he has to say here. What is the perfect size penis? What is the perfect size breast? What is the sexiest part of a woman? I think every part is the best. It does not matter your looks. does not matter your weight. All women can be beautiful. It's all a mental state. Is it really so important to rate women on a chart? The beautiful thing about a woman is what lies deep in her heart. I like how you think, Passion Poet. I like that. Nonetheless doesn't mean that some people don't have their uh, sexual preferences and I'm okay with that too. People can have a preference. So uh, they can have a preference. Some people have, it's a difference from a fetish and a preference, right? You can prefer something. A fetish would mean you kind of need that something. And anyway, fetishes are not generally sexual body parts like breasts or butt or things like that. Those would not be considered fetish even though they may be fetishized right or a huge preference or this is what somebody absolutely wants in in the bedroom coming up of course more of your questions do send them in at 514-800 I would love to uh, to hear from you but I've got lots of uh, emails and I want to talk about female ejaculation coming up because uh, that one always comes up and I want to put that one maybe to rest if we can. We'll see. That's coming up after uh, we check in with our CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, I answer your questions tonight, 514-800 to text in. You can also call in, of course, if you will, 514-790-0800. And if you want to send in your emails, you can do that to laurie at drlaurie.com. 
ex-wife.com. Just a couple of texts before I get to a problem. My ex-wife used to scream during sex. Once neighbors called police, thought I was beating her. Police came to the door. One was a policewoman who wanted to see my wife. After 30 seconds with her, she said, sorry to disturb you, grabbed the other policeman and left. The screamers can be a problem. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, so this is the follow-up. So I was just wondering if you think there's any reason to continue a relationship with no intimacy from the beginning and has been going on full-time for 10 years. He says, uh, I'm the male partner and we've been sleeping together for 10 years without intimacy. So I'm assuming no sex and I miss it greatly. I think she just needs me and my sense of loyalty may be influencing me. So are you saying that your sense of loyalty is why you stay? I all, my other question to you is what efforts have you made to rectify the situation? Has you say from the beginning, so has, did she never, she never wanted to have sex with you? Is she asexual? Is this something that is part of her? Um, has she, uh, have you asked? And then like, what, what have been the conversations around sexuality? Because it sounds like it's a long time for the elephant to be in the room and not, um, not addressed. Like I would want to know what is going on. First of all, how old is she? What, um, how did the relationship begin? What was it like in the beginning? Uh, what, what's her own sexuality like? So maybe she is asexual or maybe she's lost sexual desire or maybe, I don't know. Like, is there a history of abuse? Is there a history of, like there could be so many reasons because sexuality is so complex in that way that it's really hard to know without, um, a, a, like a thorough evaluation of the situation. That's what I, that's my job. That's what I do when I see people is evaluate the situation to figure out what's the cause so that I can address the actual cause. Is the relationship the cause? Is there something going on there? Like, so there are many factors here that need to be addressed or figured out before we, I, it's like, it's too big of a, you know, should I leave after 10 years? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what the situation looks like. So I need more of that information to find out. And I want to know what the conversations around sexuality have been. Uh, actually, I agree with you, Lori, as that as that's the first thing that came to mind, considering it's not exactly the most opportune time for uh, your texter to, to, I don't know what that, to reason, I don't know what that is. Uh, 10 years for such an unbalanced and possibly under-communicative situation is too darn long. Discuss with her pronto. Uh, I, I, listen, I agree. It, 10 years of frustration, it, it's more than, like, that's frustration if you want to get close and you can't, get close. <laughs> Texter writes it. Wow. 10 years after 10 days, I suffer from MSB massive semen buildup. 
well, you know, people do masturbate too, right? But again, there is something to be said about sharing a connection with someone and staying simply out of uh, loyalty. Is that enough? Like, we, I don't know, what do people think about that? Is that uh, enough to stay there uh, and and to essentially sacrifice your own happiness I don't know how you feel are you unhappy in the marriage are you unhappy in the relationship like there are like one in four marriages are actually sexless believe it or not and they're not all unhappy so it all depends on where um where you're at uh let's see Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much for your comments regarding a situation I had with a potential love partner. He wants me to swallow his cum, but I'm not interested in that. I'll have to have the conversation with him and be honest. By the way, my suggestion for female masturbation is pat the puss. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Um, the poem was beautiful. So your penis poem was beautiful, Mr. Passion Poet. There you go. Uh, All right, I want to read you this. So this, uh, it's about female ejaculation, and the question is, is it real or is it pee, right? That is the question everybody asks. I get this, I don't know how many times a year this question comes up. But I, uh, Lilo, which is, uh, they're a a company that makes, uh, like, good brand. It's a a high-end sex toys they have a blog and they wrote this one blog on it and I figured you know what it's very well said I'm not going to say it any differently so why don't I just share this uh, with you and I figured that's what I'll do so why is there confusion around uh, female ejaculation like we still right you hear me talk about this like uh, I don't know some say this some say that there's some confusion around is it related to the g-spot not the g-spot the clitoris da, da, da. so it, it can get a bit um, confusing so we know that there is uh, proof of the existence for the g-spot okay we have that we know that there existent there's uh, something called the skein's gland or the paraurethral glands there is facts on that but for some reason there is mystery surrounding the female orgasm and especially around female ejaculation so let me just give you their explanation here which is very good Paraurethral glands, or the skein's glands, there can be more than one, are mucus glands located in the vaginal wall, and they deliver secretions into the female urethra near its opening. So, here's the difference between what happens when you urinate and what happens when you ejaculate. So, when with female ejaculation, there the glands, these paraurethral glands will deliver the secretions made in those glands into the urethra with urine urine is accumulated in your bladder not the glands but your bladder and expelled the same way via the urethra 
but the fluid visible as the result of female ejaculation is secreted from a series of glands responsible not only for the resulting ejaculation, but also for a multitude of other sexual functions, such as producing lubrication and keeping the uh, vagina clean and healthy, basically the self-cleaning portion of, of the vagina, right? It is not a byproduct of your bladder. That's the difference, okay? It is a byproduct of these paraurethral glands, not the bladder. So why is there confusion? This is what I love when they say this. It's there because people are not listening. Simple as that. Moreover, the terminology used to describe this natural occurrence wildly varies. Female ejaculation, squirting, G-spot orgasm being the most frequently used terms. A G-spot orgasm does not imply squirting. Some women do, some women don't. With some it is voluntary, with others it is an involuntary reflex. They can't make themselves do it, it just happens. The glands responsible are anatomically near or even part of the G-spot, but they are not the same thing. Coming up, I'll answer the question because you asked, can I do it? Can you do it? Who can do it? How can you do it? That's coming up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, 514-800 to get your comments or questions in. So getting back to female ejaculation, because oftentimes, actually it's more men who want to know how to make their women uh, squirt or have an ejaculation. I hardly, I hardly get it from women asking to do it, which is so interesting. But just to repeat, for some women, female ejaculation or squirting is an involuntary reflex. It just happens. So don't get so stressed out if it doesn't happen to you. That's the the bottom line because there is no control over this. The women who do, do not have control over this. Okay. Um, and I know that porn often shows that as if that's the be all and end all, but it is not the be all and end all to orgasms. However, having said that, you want to try, you want, this is something that you may want to achieve. Well, there's a couple things you need to keep in mind and that is how to be patient and how to relax. If you look at it from an anatomical perspective, the glands that are responsible for female ejaculation, the Skene's glands or the paraurethral glands, they happen to be located very close to the G-spot. So the best bet, which is why we often connect those two, G-spot stimulation with female ejaculation, is you can try, your partner can try with a finger, with a come here motion um, inside the vagina, or try a sex toy uh, and look for sex toys that that are uh, branded as G-spot stimulators. You'll notice they have a curve in them so that they can you can do it yourself because for a woman to insert her finger in the right position, it's pretty much impossible to, to do this to herself to massage the G-spot because it's on the outer wall. So a G-spot toy 
well, then it's a, a whole lot easier and there's no contortioning that has to happen with that. Okay, a couple of texts here. Uh, one text in relation to our gentleman who's going through a, a heck of a lot and uh, is thinking uh, he wants to date. Actually, I agree with you, Lori, as that's the first thing that came to mind, considering it's not exactly the most opportune time for your texter to be thinking about dating at the moment with so much to deal with on his plate, but rather he should be more concerned with healing instead in order that he may ultimately at some point in time, future point in time, be more psychologically and emotionally prepared and stable in order to constructively engage, engage in, contribute to, maintain, and sustain a mutually healthy relationship. And I couldn't have said it better myself, actually. That is um, exactly the reasoning. Otherwise, you might find yourself in a situation when you might be, because of the desperation to connect with somebody, you may end up taking a lot of crap or you may end up finding yourself in a position where somebody is taking advantage of you. So yes, you want to be able to be in, in the most um, healthy psychological place that you can. Uh, text writes, in my humble opinion, female ejaculation is hot and sexy, but requires a change of sheets. Well, actually, every time I go to the, uh, the everything to do with sex show, there's always a booth there that is, that sells these, these, uh, they're like basically sex blankets. They, they're waterproof. You put them out on the bed and they're waterproof and you just throw them in the wash. They preserve your mattress and your sheets and all of that, uh, all of that stuff. I'm trying to sex my wife from behind, but can't figure it out. Okay, are you trying, let's, I just want to clarify here. Are we trying to have anal sex with your wife? Are you trying to get into her uh, anus? Or are you trying to have vaginal penile intercourse from behind? These are two different things, Okay. So, uh, for, if you're trying to have anal sex, you shouldn't be trying to do anything that your wife isn't consenting to. So don't put it where she doesn't want it. So that's the very first thing. There's no, don't do an oops factor there. Cause there's no oops. It'll hurt. And she, especially if she's not prepared. So if that's what you're trying to do, you got, you guys need to talk about it and you need to know what anatomy looks like so that you get it where you want it to go. But your wife also has to be very relaxed. You need to make sure there's a lot of lube and such. If you're trying to position yourself from the back, so uh, uh, a popular uh, sex position, for example, for uh, penile vaginal intercourse is doggy style, which means that you are entering her from behind. Okay. Now your wife can help guide your penis into her vagina if you're not sure, but when your wife's butt is in the air and she, you should have a good visual of where you are putting it in, have a look and guide your penis with your hand. If you need to into the right place, make sure again, lubrication will make it easier and what have you, but let your wife guide you as well into the right place uh, opening that she, the, so that, you know, she's obviously, uh, consenting. <laughs> uh, the woman has to relax and let it happen. Um, so I think uh, you're talking about anal sex here. 
trick finger in up to first knuckle and go straight up to the G spot. Oh, you're talking about, yes, you're talking about female ejaculation. So yes, in order to stimulate, uh, the G spots about two inches in on the out, outer, um, outer wall of the vagina, uh, lightly rubbing another finger going in and out of the vagina, variable speed, you will feel her contracting, but she has to let it happen. And this, she has to let it happen part is very true because if the woman is not relaxed, nothing will happen. The, the, the arousal won't happen. The orgasm won't happen. The body needs to be in a relaxed state for, uh, for that to happen. Absolutely. Uh, do I have any questions? Okay. Last, uh, last one. My son 13 admitted to me that he has looked at porn and he has quote blown his load. I was 14 when I first fooled around my, my fault. I asked, I asked, he told me, why did I ask? Did I really want to know? No, but I did. And now I have to deal with it. My parents never asked me, but I wish they did. He wouldn't tell me where he got it from or saw it. I think because he's afraid I'm going to cut him off. Should I cut him off? I'm not sure. My wife says I'm a control freak. And when I told her about it, she doesn't want to hear anything about it. She says he's almost 13 and a half and that I'm invading his privacy. Should I just be, should I just be happy to know that he's not afraid to talk to me? Your opinion would be much appreciated. So, okay. 13 and a half and watching porn already. I would have a problem with that. If it was my son, I, 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 I would put parental controls in. I don't think it's so much an invasion of privacy talking to your kids about sex. I don't consider that an invasion of privacy. I, I consider that parenting and a necessary part of parenting. So, uh, it, it's important that you tell him, uh, you, you need to have a discussion with him about porn because remember he, what he sees there and he's going to see it continuously for God knows how long before he actually has sex maybe is that he's going to think that's real. So, Kids have to be made aware, just like we make them aware of um, when they're watching other movies or what have you, that this is fantasy. People don't actually drive like that in in Fast and the Furious, or if you let them play uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto or whatever it is. Like you, ha- they have to be able to be critical thinkers of what they see. Your job as a parent is also to teach him how you see women treated in porn is not how we treat women in real life. Like this is a perfect opportunity for you to talk to him about, uh, how women are treated in porn. And that's not okay in real life, that that is fantasy. But at the same time, as a parent, I say he's far too young to be looking at, uh, these adult films. They're adult films for a reason, just like you wouldn't take him to a movie at the Cineplex that said, uh, that says 18 plus or 16 plus or what have you. So it is our job to protect them, even though they don't necessarily want to be protected from that. It is still our job to do that. And we need to do that. So, uh, it's not that he won't see it elsewhere. He might, but you do have control in your own home and you can put parental controls in your own home. And it's something that I absolutely, um, would do personally. So something for you to, uh, to think about, but yes, having the conversation with him, an absolute must, absolute must.
thank you all for your questions tonight. Very interesting discussions. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your uh, the time you spend uh, listening and the time you spend writing to me. Very much appreciated. Uh, thank you to our technical producer, Dave Simon, as well. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can do that at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O. You can go like the uh, public Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter or what have you, although I'm not terribly, terribly active there. Uh, but if you want to get a direct touch with me, call me th- through my website. Just contact me through my website, drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, and I will answer your uh, your questions. And also on the website, you'll find the pa- podcast of all the past shows as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. Montreal.